Darkness Can't Help Podcast. Hello again. Hello Darkness, my old friend. Seems they have come to talk with us yet a fucking game. I think we're in the <sighs> unique position where uh, after the Shamrock Rovers game we, we had officially lost the league title race charge, yep. whatever you want to call it. But we also somehow managed to then lose it again on Friday night. Just when you think that Derry City can't pull off any more disappointment, can't, can't bring you down another level, right? We've lost the league, we're fucked it away against Shamrock Rovers. Then Shamrock Rovers pull out reverse fucking Fugazi. Nil nil. A what? A reverse for guys. I don't know, Mark. I'm just saying things now at this stage. A nil nil, a miraculous nil nil, at the home of UCD Scrum. And you think happy days, before you've looked at our result. You think happy fucking days. Everything's going great, fantastic, and then, just when you think, Derry City can't Derry City anymore, they go out in Derry City. Fucking hell. It was um Oh, it was a bad one. It was a bad one. Uh we we'll talk about the game itself because there actually is Do we have to? Bizarrely for seventy minutes there's fuck all to talk about and then there's everything to talk about. Is that not usually how games go down in the showgrounds? Games in the showgrounds for us are notoriously difficult. We're either fucking hammered or I, I mean, on the pitch, not off the pitch, because we're always hammered off the pitch. Um, <laughs> rather fucking hammered down there, or just straight up shite. Last time we played down there, we were beat 1-0. Uh, yeah. It was a poor performance, and we finished the game against him, then. Uh, not to be this time. No, no, it was more the other way about, wasn't it? Well, apart from the result. Uh um, I'll give you the team sheet. Yeah, probably an interesting selection. There, yeah, th- there's one one change from the Rovers game. I'll run through. There them. had to be one change from the Rovers ah, game ah. purely because Shane McLean was sent off. But the change was kind of astounding, considering the two lads that were named on the bench. Right. Well, we, we'll we'll talk about that now. So um, we started with. Uh, for the Brian Maher fans out there, Brian Maher and goal. Uh, ben Doherty, left back. Cameron McJanet, Kieran Cole, centre half partnership. Uh, Ronan Boyce on <laughs> hit right back, not for too long. Um, Diallo, O'Reilly, Patchen, midfield trio. Uh, Duffy on the left, Mullen on the right, and Danny. Sorry, Mac, Mac Mullen. There we go. On the right, there and Danny go. Mullen up top. You promised you were done with this, Mark. And then, because you can talk about them on the bench, we had Ty Ryan. Super Ty Ryan and yep. bench. Uh, Cameron Dummigan, Mark Conley, Jordan McAniff, Sam Todd, Jamie McGonigal, and the Bash brothers, Branton and Cian Kavanagh. Astounded. There has to be a reason. Astounded. There, well, yeah. Um... Believe it or believe it not, my sister will be sort of providing information because Mark Conley's wee girl plays for the same Gaelic team as her wee girl. 
and Mark's wife was saying that he he was sick throughout the week. So you're thinking, alright, fair enough, he probably won't make it. Sick of throwing away league titles. Well, that aren't too, we all? We've had twenty six years of it. He had the 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 flu, I believe, a bad one, and then uh, <laughs> as opposed to that good flu, you can get. Well, I mean, flush you out, like. Uh, he had the flu, so right away you're thinking, right, he probably won't make it for Friday. You don't want to push him too hard. Man's just back from injury, and we need like a full-strength sort of centre-half with full capabilities playing. Which brings me to my next point. Sam Todd's on the bench. Why? Sam Todd... Like played I, against UCD a I couple get, of weeks ago. Yeah, I get the Kieran Calls uh, utility man and a great player, great defender. But when you have a, a centre half, a capable centre half on the bench, when you need a centre half in the team, I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking out of turn here, am I? Surely you would put the centre half at centre half and not a left back. Think we're looking at things with hindsight. I don't. No, I was saying this before the fucking well, game kicked off. When Mark, the teams come out. I thought right, Cole's playing centre half. That's fair enough because he's filled in there before. He's played everywhere along the back four. He has. Um. So I, I thought it was a, a a fair enough lineup. A fair enough lineup, but again, I can't help but think we have a, a fully fit centre half, at least one on the bench. He's aching for game time. Give him game time. So, who do you think starts? Sam Todd. If Mark Conley's not 100% fit. No, who Sam do you Todd. think starts on Friday? This coming Friday? Because Cole, you'd have to imagine, is probably going to go on to the right-hand side again like he's done. Because well, he's, he's going to have to, yeah. Uh, Sam Todd. Big Shane will still be suspended. Well, well it's it for me, it's a toss of a coin between Todd and Conley. Surely Conley's fit now. He's he's had it over a week and a half to recover from the bad flu. From the bad um, flu. No, that's fair enough. I just uh, that just popped into my head when we were talking about. It. So, um, I'll right. I'll be honest here. I was working Friday night. Um, two gigs. Uh, I know. And one of those gigs was an absolute nightmare because the sound system stopped working in the venue where I was playing. Now, normally the sound system downstairs in the bar, which is where I thought I was playing, is great. But the one upstairs is right, catastrophic. Right. So well, anyway... Where does this lead us to? This leads us to... I had every intention of watching the match on my iPad while working, um, as I have done in the past. The sound system wasn't working for my guitar. So instead of watching the match all relaxed and, and working... Uh, I was running around thinking fuck my guitar's busted and went and searched for another one got one and by that stage the second half was well and truly on so I got up the stairs just as Running Boys was getting sent off right so y- you haven't missed anything not really no but you weren't able to tell us how we'd done in the first 60 seconds no that so is correct I, I, you literally haven't missed anything I, I'll run through up to the Running Boys sent off well just before that yeah but you, you haven't missed a thing, so... It, w- it was just after that I called quits and went, right, now I'm going on to the next venue here to play. St- and um, I ended up watching the match in that venue. Starting out, I thought we didn't look 
the way that we played in our last maybe four or five games. We looked a bit slower. Yeah. A bit less in their face. And I think the the whole first half we had loads of the ball. Yeah. Mark, do you remember, just to interrupt you, do you remember what I said last week about playing on a Friday and it might upset them? Uh, well, it appeared they have fucking upset us. Maybe they should play every Friday and they wouldn't be almost relegated. Well. Um, or maybe they should just play us at home every week. Yeah. Because they're six points from six against us, so. Yeah. In, in Saigo, I should say. Um, I, so we had, I think, 65% possession of the ball. One shot on target. That's a Maybe two. Joke. I don't even think it's two. I think it's one. Um, it was Danny Mullen. Uh, picked the ball up outside the box. Great movement from Will Patch and flicked it through to him. And a thunderous strike. Great save from Dick Brush. Well, I thought at the time watching the chance, and I've seen it back, obviously, but was good good work by patch and good running by danny mullen but he, he hits it far too early he does he, he, does. he, he, he looked like he maybe had home. another couple of yards and he's outside the box he goes down to the keeper's left there's no great pace on the ball keeper's able to palm it around his uh his post and side for a corner but the keeper is 38 39 year old yeah. richard brush dick brush we had one shot on target in that yep. first half maybe two i might be forgetting one but and it's not to say that Sligo had a very but sort of strong, and I'm hardy defence. Nearly don't. sure, nearly sure. In the first half as well, there was a moment where Brush tried to come out for a, a cross, and it didn't really go very well for him. You have to have a go at him. Yeah, he, look at him. Look, he was never great when he was young. He's the Leon Pauls of Sligo Rovers. Uh, he's like um, fucking Peter Pan, like Ireland. He seems to have just been there the whole time. Yeah. He doesn't seem to age that much, he, but he's, he's not been a great keeper. Richard Brush has been playing in the League of Ireland longer than we have. Then Derry City? Yeah. I thought you meant me and you. No. So no. that wouldn't be fucking hard. Well. That's why we sit here and talk shite about boys playing League of Ireland. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously. No, but that, that that just really annoyed me all night because I'm thinking, have a pop at him, he's fucking awful. In terms of st- a standard... He played a couple of seasons in the Irish League. And ah, he was, he was like fucking, uh, he was Glen a Affin or somewhere he was at. Cl- Clevenville. Clevenville. He was a fucking superstar in the Irish League. So he played for Clevenville. Why is Paddy McLaughlin not saying, lads, don't be bothered no, don't be bothered kicking that back from the from the tip off there. Cause fucking uh, yeah. ping it at the keeper. According to Twitter, um, Paddy's just in charge of the defence. Which, to be honest, I, I If you listen to Twitter, Paddy is just there lying in wait to get the management job. Which isn't going to happen, to be quite perfectly honest. No, because... Uh, and I, I because, um, abhor the criticism of Paddy McLaughlin. The man came in halfway through a season uh, after Arnold Allen... What, what are they criticising? What, what's he getting criticised about? Because he he's the reason why he's, we're not winning games. He's apparently. not roaring and shouting on the sideline. Even though if you watch him for 90 minutes, you'll see that he is. Well, But somebody else jumps up in front of him. And according to the rules of the league, you can only have two people standing in the box at one time. Two, I thought it was one. It's anyway. supposed to be one, but I mean... We'll, they, they we'll, we'll come to sort three. of the, the, the stuff happening around the dugouts and stuff anyway. But another thing from the first half that was really noticeable. Saigo took such a physical approach to the game. They did. They weren't afraid to foul. They certainly weren't afraid to get a yellow card. Four in the first half? Four within, I think. So 
Rob Harvey, who uh, you'll probably talk about in mm, a wee while. I, I Ro- won't be talking. Uh, this will be your... I will give you a cue to turn your volume down. Uh, there will be shouting. Right. So Rob Harvey um, kind of lets it go for the first half hour and then bangs out five cards before half time. Four for them, one for us. Um, and, and that was just the start of a bad evening for him. Um, City looked frustrated from the lack of chances that we were able to create. And then they, they were slowly drawn in to Saigo's sort of physicality that they wanted and you could see boys pushing and shoving it uh, free kicks and stuff like that um the other thing i would have noted from the first half is our defense had a real issue with getting the ball clear of safety yeah we i don't know i don't think it was overplaying i don't know if it was psycho players putting us under good pressure and good play for them then I don't Probably know what effect couldn't get it right. the Sligo showgrounds has on Derry City defences, but it just turns into a fucking comedy of errors, like a slapstick fucking comedy. It's like the Three Stooges at the back. Do you think it's like their surface or something? It's Absolutely. I haven't watched uh, the highlights of the game back. In fact, I ended up watching near enough watching the full 90 back uh, on a replay in the next place it was playing on. Um, the ball bobbles an awful lot in that surface. And it's down to just how fucking bobbly and shitty the surface is. Like, it's fucking lumps and bumps everywhere. The boys are just swiping at the ball to try and get rid of it. Yet, like, any time I've been down there, looking down the touch thing, obviously in that fucking Jinx Avenue stand or whatever the fuck, I don't give a fuck, a shithole anyway. But looking down the touch line, it's all over the place. Uh, it is literally all over the place. It slopes up in places. It's The, the touch line itself is bent. I mean, fuck me. Well, and they so proclaim that it's one of the best services in the league. Aside so <laughs> far, too fuck. We can ask some of the players what they make of it. Aside from Danny Mullen's chance, uh, aside from the physicality of Saigo and them drawing us in, the only other thing of note, which wasn't particularly noteworthy at the time, was that Ronan Boyce picked up a yellow card right on the stroke of half time. Yeah. Um, Second half, I'll bring you up to Which the point where... W- it, it could have been avoided. Because because still nothing has happened in this game. Yeah. Right? Second half, so... Sligo manager takes off John Mahan. Uh, at halftime. One, one of the four. One of the four, but he picked up two yellow cards against us in the same fixture down there last time. Yeah. Got sent off. So, probably a wise move on his behalf. Um, and he brought on Pinecker for him. Pinecker. Uh, Whatever the fuck his name Panager is. Panager or whatever. Um, Gary Panager. Uh, the crisp man. Um, Tato. He's, he's very crispy. Very <laughs> crispy indeed. saying crisp words. He, uh, uh, he's, he's a bit of a walker around the pitch. You reckon? Uh, Thank you. Well, he was a bit more than just salty in this game. Um, because that's, there that's, was... That's cheesy. There was... Ah, uh, oh, it is. Uh, it's a bit uh, sour. Um, uh, what's it all about? First chance of the second half went to Saigo, and I feel, on in hindsight, this is an indicator of how the game. I've got so many more Chris Pons. Uh, keep, keep just, just no, yeah, we're done. Going. We've keep we've going. moved on. Skip forward. Ah, we finished. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. The first chance. Uh, <laughs> first chance of the second half went to Saigo, and for me, it was an indicator of how the the game was panning out. 
And it was only because it wasn't that we give up a chance to Saigo. Of course, you're going to get chances at the home side. Um, but your man Hutchinson, I think he's been left back for them, if I remember rightly. He went on a bit of a run, unchallenged. Yeah. Got the jar box, squared it, the Pedro Martello. I mean, the commentators say his name like he's this legend of the game. Never heard of the fella, plus he's shite. Or um, a legend of the Sicilian crime families? Uh, potentially. I think he's Portuguese. Um, Close enough. So, he passes it to your man Pedro on the edge of the box. He got a shot away, but he's also unchallenged. And it wasn't the fact that we couldn't get a tackle in. It was more the fact that we just looked slower. Yeah. We looked like we were off off the pace and Saigo looked like a, a sort of more... I want, I want to say fitter, like a fitter team than us. But it's they're not a fitter team. It's just the way we made them look. Well, maybe. so. And, and, and this is where you, you will have seen them because the only thing that happened beyond this is... Um, is everything that yeah. happened in the game? Danny, we we start. Danny Mullen had two big chances. One of them was a much bigger than the other. Fucking um, beautiful feet at the edge of the box. I think that's the the, the chance you're on about. Oh, uh, so so twice he actually had beautiful feet at the edge of the box. The first one he had his back to goal. He gets oh, sort yes, of turned, yeah, 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 and strikes, and he hits the target with that one. That's a good save. Good save, but it's that's a good save. It, it, it's a good save, which is fair enough. The, the the chance after beautiful feet beautiful just feet just just glides past the defender dro- drops his right shoulder yeah. jinks on his left foot but then this is where the pitch comes and they fucking play well I don't think so right there so are, oh no there's a fucking definite bobble on that but like he doesn't hit under the fucking ball if he's going to make that I shot don't, I don't know he hits through the fucking thing it's obviously bobbled up and he's fucking put it under the fucking road beyond the showgrounds you're probably um, more forgiven than I am then in that one, but absolutely. That Again, for me was our biggest chance in the game. You can see by his reaction that it's obvious it's come off a bobble. But like nobody, even our fucking worst, um, worst player in terms of putting shots on on target, wouldn't put the ball that fucking high over the bar. Now you know what happens whenever. Whenever we have a bad result, I become hypercritical. What do we all do? I think it's I a think con- it's just uh, it's a condition. Uh, yeah, you know, if you go to your doctors, they'll be like, "Are oh, you a Derry City fan?" You're just a bit hypercritical. They lost at the weekend. It's That's just a bit why. of fucking hypertension. Here's a sedative. So here's my hypercritical view of this game. Please, by the way, oh, as, oh. A, as as a side note, don't go under the doctors and proclaim you're a Derry City fan looking for fucking sedatives. You will be fucking booted out the door. Uh, Too many of us have done that. So, the hypercritical viewpoint from this game is that Danny Mullen should have scored a hat trick. Yep. Now, you could argue the chance should have could have. You could argue in the second half that big chance two doesn't come if there wasn't chance one. Um, first half he should have took the ball further in and buried it second half two big chances keeper saves one he, he skies one um, but when we brought in Danny Mullen it was because we needed a goal scorer yes and I, I think he's brilliant and he does a lot of work a lot of running gets into good positions he's picked up a few goals recently 
but he's not a goal scorer. There's Dan. That's Dan on there now celebrating the league title again. Yeah, big, big, Four uh, in a row. Big Celtic fan, aren't he? Um, Celtic B. So I, I think he, he's not a goal scorer, so we're, we're still missing that piece. We are. Um, we did have that piece for three weeks. Three, three, three and a half. Two and a half games, I think it was, or two games in 20 minutes. Something Possibly. like that. Uh, we're, we're Colin Whelan, well and truly stepped into the breach. And then that turned to shite in the typical Derry City way that it does. But after after that chance, uh, I, I think we could have we could still be playing there now and wouldn't have scored. I'm a bit more forgiven for the likes of Danny Mullen and Paul McMullen. It's, I don't need to be forgiven of Paul McMullen, to be quite honest, because he hasn't put a foot wrong so far in a Derry City jersey. But Danny Mullen, I'd be more lenient on simply because those lads have come from a full season with the respect of Scottish clubs that they came from. Straight into a league title championship battle. Mm. You know what I mean? They haven't had the same break that our lads have had. No, I get it. I, I'm not having a go with any of them. I'm just having no, a, I know, but a I'm, hypercritical I'm just view after a bad result. If anybody is that way inclined to have a go at him and, and think that he's this wanker because he hasn't scored in every game that he's played look the man's just come off the back of a long and difficult season in scotland um because he, playing football there will be just difficult he's um, not he's not the player anyway that's going to score every game he's not he's not 20 30 goals uh, a season man i don't know simply because we've only seen what five six games of him i don't think more. he j- he just you know doesn't I mean? play like that He's not like you know the 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 elusive number nine that we talked about that don't really exist anymore, and if they do exist, they do their yeah. crochet twice. Was he not the Scottish Championship Player of the Season? Uh, what what's that got to do with it? Doesn't mean he scores goals. You don't get Player of the Season does. just for goal scoring. I think just I do. I think he does. But but maybe he does. Maybe you've seen him in training. I haven't. Anyway. I haven't. I'm just, again, I'm just willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's only had, what, a five-minute break in between fucking uh, signing for Derry and finishing his season elsewhere. Um, Higgins shuffles the pack. XL and Domigan. Mistake. What's the mistake? Bringing Kane on. Why? The game against Rovers, I agree with bringing him on then because we needed that physical element up top and... We needed somebody to bully their... Pico? Yeah, well, him too. But we needed somebody to bully their back line. I don't think we needed that in this game. I think we needed chances. And a bit more flair. A bit more running. Which is why I would have brought Jamie into the game. I... Mm, I, I it's a good point. I think... But by, by the by, I think... Personally, both those players... They're... Their days in the Derry City top are numbered anyway. It looks like it. It looks like it. From but the from the game time that they get. Yeah. I would have put Jamie on ahead of Keane Cavanaugh in that, that situation. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because Well, at the end of the day, that's why we're not fucking standing in the technical area. They both have their they both have their merits. I, I think Big Cav at this time is probably the right one. Against Rovers, I probably wasn't as sure. Because I felt like the way Saigo were so fucking physical, so rough, 
the big calf is you know what, uh, so what you're what you're looking to do there is fight fire with fire uh, uh. I would be more inclined especially given that the fact that they at that stage would have had four yellow cards four yellow card players on the field I know they brought your man uh, Bulger off, com- Bulger, Bulger picked up a, a yellow, a yellow then, uh. so that's back up to the full complement with the four fucking players booked I'd have put the likes of Jamie on who would have fucking made the runs could buy them I'm, I'm not saying that, that Keane Kavanaugh wouldn't, wouldn't have got by them like, but um, I just feel that Jamie's quicker and he will make more runs which is, is something I'm confident on what I've seen um, I'd have fired him in there and this is right Jamie make the runs he get fouled happy days if you pick up a goal happy days you create a chance happy days Aye, fair enough. Uh, what happens with XL three minutes after he enters the field to play? Enlighten me, Mark. Well, you tell me, because what i seen and what the referee seen are apparently two completely different things. I don't want to talk about it yet. Right, so... I, I want to save this part for the rant. The ball... But the ball's played and... Um, there you are. Yeah, it's played under the left-hand corner of the box. Great ball. Uh, it's played perfectly for Keane Cavanaugh to make it before the goalkeeper. He does. Dick Brush has gone up stupidly uh, for somebody of his age and his experience to rush on the challenge like that is fucking insanity. Uh, Keane Cavanaugh, <laughs> the exact same thing, and I'm going to go back here, way back. The exact same thing happened in the 2012 FAI Cup final <laughs> I was worried what was coming after the 2000 I was like please say 3 or 4 2012 FAI right, Cup right, final so we're only going 11 years back uh, uh, 11 years back the exact same challenge is that the uh, Rory Patterson is was it, it Rory on, Patterson was it on Rory Patterson or Barney McNamee oh I can't mind now it was no, Brenton Clark it was Barney McNamee in the corner that was fouled and I thought it was a a corner ball, but it not was a free kick, and Stuart Grayson put the head on. Right, continue on. It's Rory similar Patterson to that. In the box, Asley and Buckley, who was manager of Pats at the time, is getting interviewed by fucking Tony Donahue on the sideline. Keeper barges under the back of him, tries to win the ball, eventually gets a hold of it. In this case, Dick Brush didn't get a hold of it at all. Keen Cabinets bars in the back, he goes down. It's a penalty. It's a penalty, it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And I had a tweet from a Sligo Rovers fan. Like, obviously, um, I wouldn't say I have full control of this game until Twitter account, but I do tweet most of it. I, I have zero... <coughs> sorry. I have zero control over it. So, so I do have full control. You have 100% right. control. Uh, so, I had put out a tweet saying, any chance, along with... Uh, the video of the actual fucking thing that happened. Any chance of the referee's assessor provided by the league for every game actually does their job and investigate this performance and every performance the man, being Rob Harvey, and many others has had in games involving us? Nope, didn't think so. Sligo Rovers fan, Mickey Ford. As a Sligo Rovers, doesn't say he's a Sligo Rovers fan, just as, as a Sligo Rovers, I've seen similar given against us but I think if you're honest enough, you'd have to say you wouldn't be happy if we were given a penalty for a similar incident at the other end. For me, there's not enough evidence to give a penalty, right? Players faking injuries, hard for refs. Bullshit. You w- of course you wouldn't be happy if a penalty was g- given against you for anything. 
right. a foil or not, you, you wouldn't be fucking happy about it. Uh, it's it hits that wee bit harder though, and a fair bit different when Dick Brush after the game comes over and apologizes, saying that we should have had a fucking penalty. I mean, the man has literally admitted they fucking fouling Keane Gavna as the ball is coming on. Aye, it's, for, for me, it's still more penalty. Uh, first, to even if it's given against us, we'd be the ones, and we're fucking there. He said three and three. I f- wear my fucking candy stripe glasses everywhere, but you literally had a pair at one stage. But <laughs> you're remembering that now. Uh, but like, when a foul's a foul, you hold your hands up and go, "I fuck, fair enough." We were turning around last week, going, "I fucking dirty dive it well." We were dirty diving bastard Graham Burke. There was still contact. It was still a penalty. We says, "I he's a diving bastard," but penalty's given. Pick your oil. Aye. First thing is uh, Stephen McLaughlin, twenty twelve cup final. Was it Stephen? Aye. Right. No. Secondly, go. I thought it was Stonewall penalty. If it's given against us, my only complaint is that the keeper's a stupid cunt. Yes. For making that challenge. Yes. Keen Kavanagh done exceptionally well to get in front of the keeper. Like, get his whole body in front of the keeper. Yeah. The ball is fully within his control. Keen Kavanagh wouldn't be a player that you would turn around and say he's a diving bastard either. No, he, he, he's got a few times where he's not got a foul. I don't know if he comes with that sort of reputation. reputation. I, I honestly don't know. I don't <laughs> think he does. But there's a few times he, he's he? not got a foul where he's pushed down. And I think it's because of the size of him. They expect him to be able to stand yeah. up against challenges he's, like that. He's at least six foot three, and built like a fucking outhouse. But the worst bit about it is, Rob Harvey is standing, looking straight at it. He doesn't need assistance. But the assistant, the assistant is also fucking there. Straight at it. The assistant is way over the far side. So, and and we know assistants in this league do not make well, decisions. It it's all the more reason. For him to see it though, because the assistant's fucking there, they have the headpiece on. All he has to do is say, "That's a foul. That's a pen." So that was a shocker, absolute shocker, and the frustration. That, more than a shocker, but it's words that I cannot say on this podcast. Uh, Even though we do curse like fuck, I cannot say these words. So the frustration gets the better of the players, then. Yeah, they lose their head. Yes and no. It doesn't excuse what happens after. Well, a few minutes later. Soft. What is soft? The tackle for Ronan Boyce to go down. Right. So, not the yellow card itself, but oh, why, no, the, why does he go down? The, the yellow card. Yellow, I haven't looked at the, the incident again. It's a stonewaller. It's a guaranteed yellow card. Mm-hmm. If we had to just lay with the ball there and your man, whoever it was, fucking taking it off him while he's on the fucking ground. His legs are still on the pitch. He's down. You know what I mean? But instead instead of that, Ronan decides to throw himself on top of the ball. Again. That's <sighs> time wasting. That's stupid. When you're on a fucking yellow card, don't do shit like that. That's where I think the frustration's getting the better of him. I yeah. think it is sheer stupidity that's got him sent off. It is. And himself, obviously, has yeah. got himself sent off. Um I don't know whether the yellow was for trying to withhold the ball from Saigo playing on, or the yellow was for he, he looks like his leg kind of flicks out towards Saigo player. There's an argument for both. Yeah, the commentator he's, says that he's, he's kicked get, the leg out, but he's getting honest, the yellow regardless. Yeah, 
because it's for one or the other. He's getting the other regardless. Yeah, and then I, I, the kickouts, if anything, minimal. You see that shit week in week out. It's not what I would call a kickout. A kickout's like what Beckham done this Simeone in '98 in France. <laughs> Jeez, you are dragging us back some time. Like Aren't this I? is pre Good Friday Agreement and everything. Like no, no, this is the same year as the Good Friday Agreement. In fact, this is after the Good Friday Agreement, Mark. Because it was on the summer, the Good Friday Agreement was on Good right. Friday. Some people would argue it's never fully implemented, but you know. Well, it um, hasn't been, but here we are. So, so what happened on Friday was pre Good Friday Agreement then. If 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 we can come twenty five years into the future from where you are, um, that's the last ten minutes. There's ten minutes left of the game when that yeah. happens. Um, we go down ten men. The we're last we're already we, slugging it out here. Yeah, the last thing we need to do is fucking be reduced. You um, know what I mean. Uh, and through the sending off then I think there's all sorts happening I think it's at this stage there's all sorts happening around the tunnel area I at that stage there's, um, I think Boyce walks down because he's he, he's where our bench is but further up the touchline yeah. from it so what had happened there was I seen the second yellow coming out I walked out of the bar to pick up my, my guitar and right so and you didn't see what happened in the so tunnel I didn't actually see the right. tunnel I just um, well, I, I can tell. I heard it. Please do. Um, it seems like Boyce walked down the the touchline, kicked the bottle in frustration. Um, I hope he's frustrated at himself. Someone on the Saigo bench is taking the fence to where this bottle is landed, but you can't see where it's landed unless you're there. Yeah. Um, and then they're all pushing and shoving, and <laughs> the kind of people you can see there is Fats is in there. You yeah, know, not not in the match day squad. Good, um, good hardy Chantal man. Uh, Connor Lokery's in there. Not sure where Connor's he, from. He right, I don't know where he's from either. He's from Derry, like, but I don't know where from. Um, he he was seemed to be now. He seemed to be one of the only people trying to g up the Derry. Like he could see as we could see, and as Higgins could obviously see, that the Derry team were slow and sluggish, and we were just trying going through the motions yeah and you can see him trying to fuck he's a hype man I, you can see him trying to g them up so obviously he's g'd up to the high dough and fucking gets involved in the ruckus in the tunnel um and then i think just five minutes later i don't think it is five minutes later saigo i don't think it is either score a goal can we call it that uh, no no is it a point no i don't think it's a point it's just a cheating bastard i thought it might be one of those uh Gah ones because he puts the ball under the net with his hands. Well, uh, it, it certainly seemed that way when it happened. It certainly seemed that way in the replay after. It certainly seemed that way from the angle behind the goal. It certainly seemed that way from the reaction of each and every Derry City player close to the ball. Maybe my mistake is it's three points when the ball goes in the net. Um, well, it was for Sligo anyway. Three points for whoever spots Barry Davies seamless added also. Um, Thank you. So, I mean, this one I can see why the referee can't see it. Because no, he, the players goes back to the referee. The assistant, <laughs> the assistant surely comes into play here on this well, one. No, they're not allowed to give files. They're not allowed to do anything. It's so stupid. They're not allowed to make any decisions. What are they doing? Offside in the direction of which the ball goes for a throw. And even then, they, they, they look to their... They're hesitant. Right. They're hesitant to put their flag up. It's like 
watching the League of Ireland game uh, and particularly where I stand in the brandy well you're right behind uh, usually a wanker um, that wanker happens to be a linesman um, oh, I thought you meant Dassey <laughs> a bit harsh um, poor Dazzles so you're right behind the linesman and, and it looks like the linesman does like a, a, a like a voice memo to the ref I think that's yeah. off can I stake my flag up <laughs> it's like a Wayne asking for permission uh. <laughs> I mean, oh come on it's been 10 minutes since my last flag the street lights are on can I go out and play uh, I won't go far yeah. I can only run this 45 yards here up and down 50 metres 50 metres 50 metres according to pool evolution soccer that's Pro how Evo, I find that out you, yeah. have you gotten into a time machine recently pretty much yeah there's something going on here You have you not seen my clothes haircut and car Starting to make sense now. Yep, thank you. Um, so, Saigo go one up. The year is nineteen eighty-five. Derry City have just rejoined. <laughs> Derry City begin their long stretch of misery with a treble. Felix Healy's hair is is beautifully long and dark. Um, we we talked about this on the way here. Our lifetime. Felix Healy's hair. No. Oh. His moustache we normally talk about in the way. Ah, yeah, true. Our lifetime has, and I joked that it would be on my headstone. He, he shaved his moustache, by the way. Did he? Yeah. Since when? A while ago. It's like the 80s, probably. <laughs> when he should have shaved it. Well, um, no, I think it's after um, he left Harps. Wait, we have to talk about them. Harps the were so too. bad that they uh, took away Felix, Felix Haley's moustache. <laughs> it's like... Um, uh, what's that called? Austin Powers. He needs his mojo back. Yeah, Phoenix AD needs, needs his, his mustache, mustache back. back. Maybe that's the curse on Derry City. Possibly. He had a mustache Felix. when we won the league, didn't he? Yes, Felix. If you're listening to this, please grow your nose neighbor I, back. Right. So we talked about in the car on the way on. Um, Not Felix Haley's mustache, by the way. No, but I'll come on to that. Um, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something there, but I won't. Please um, don't. After the, the, the point, so we were listening back this skin until from the week previous, and it got to the point just as I was pulling around the roundabout of your fucking Ron Weasley, Hermione Granger, Harry Potter fucking. I sent you a screenshot of what I meant. Yeah, eventually, I, but I've never fucking seen that. In I was the like, car, what the fuck? In the car, I said, Our lifetime is misery. Scattered in with a couple of cup ones. Yeah, it is, yeah. And that's it. And I'll get it on my headstone because, you know. Um, now, the curse brings us back on the uh, Felix Hades moustache. There 100% is a curse on right, there. There's a curse on Derry City Football Club. Fucking has to be. That's confirmed. Curse confirmed. We know who we haven't heard from in a while. Fabrizio Romano. Oh. And he could confirm Are something. Are you about like to pull a fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania and the lights go out and Rory just appears? No, no. All right, fair enough. I'd love to have him back on, but he's probably too busy having meetings with shady individuals at the club leaking information. But <laughs> I would have said the curse, planes, but here we are. The curse w- can now be attributed to Felix Hades' moustache being missing. Now, if he can grow that back for a season next year and we win the league. Yeah. Curse broken. Who knows? Um, this is what happens. This is what happens when we, we lose. D- we descend into madness. 
nothing else really happened in the game. We go, we get beat one 0 The players surround the referee at the end. Not just the players. Players and staff. Everyone. Not everyone. Do you know the thing that was missing? I don't know if you remember, but in two thousand and nine. <laughs> Are you really going back? I really am. Ten again. plus years again. Absolutely. In two thousand nine, there was an incident in the Sligo showgrounds. <laughs> you know the incident I'm referring to now, Mark. It was right? a quick free kick, wasn't it? A quick. A f- <laughs> Tony Bottomer, the most controversial referee to have ever refed in the fucking League of Ireland, gave a free kick to Sligo at the edge of the box, holds his whistle up, signifying that. Holds his whistle up to Jared Hardy, signifying yes, yeah, I've got a whistle, signifying that the free kick will not be taken until he blows his whistle. Doesn't blow his whistle, free kick's taken. They score goal, we're out of the cup. Right. So, the, how does this relate to players surrounding the referee at the end of this game? Thereafter, at the end of the game, because it was fairly late on, this happened. A certain somebody may have run onto the pitch and tried to accost it. In fact, two people ran onto the pitch and tried to accost said referee. Uh, I do believe that we probably should have went on with hatchets, axe handles, pickaxe handles. This Friday fucking or hurlies. in 2009? No, no, this Friday passed. Right. And beat the living fuck out of Rob Harvey after that. The man is, is quite clearly and obviously got a fucking vendetta against Derry City for fucking somebody slagging off the way he runs or the fact that he's a shite referee. But what I don't get, and this this is the beginning of my rant, so if you want to turn your fucking volume down, please do. I'm going to put my feet up now. Please do. Um, at this point, here we go. Right. For every game in the League of Ireland, there is a referee's assessor or an FAI assessor. Somebody from the FAI is at every League of Ireland game. Friday night was no different. What do they assess? Now, what they're supposed to assess is the operation on match day. So that, you know, all the, the ticket uh, scanner facilities are working, the turnstiles, the rules of um, admittance are all being adhered to. Um, so they're, like they're, they're they, there they looking they at have like... A, as soon as they come in, they have a checklist of things they have to go through. The match day operation? Yes, signage and everything. And then when kickoff comes around... They're then set to assess the referee as well as note any incidents in the game, say like flares being lit or crowd trouble or I'd say they had a fucking field day with Rovers in town. But they're there to assess the referee's performance throughout the course of 90 minutes. And there have been some fucking seriously questionable individuals refing League of Ireland games. There's three of them that come to mind with me. Your favourite isn't one of them. How, how far back are we going here? Oh, this is this season. Right, this is this season. right. I'm, I'm staying stay with current events, what I mean. On my rant. I was just, sorry, I've, I've got the United match on at the same time and I've just seen that Harry Maguire is playing for them. Uh, <clears throat> that should be good for a giggle. Anyway. Arnold Hunter. Yep. From the North. From the North. Who I don't think is a lady ref in any more of our games. King of the North. Well, if rumours are to be believed, uh, that would be his persuasion indeed. Rob Hennessy. Rob Hennessy is guaranteed to have a fucking awful game 
no matter who's playing. Right. But it just so happens that every time we're playing, he has an even worse game than that. Right. And Rob fucking Harvey. I looked back through Skintel episodes of bygone days, so I'm going back in time again. <coughs> there was one particular episode where we were robbed by Harvey. Wait. Yeah, that was Darren's wordplay. And it was the Bose 3 all game. Where he played an extra couple of minutes. Was that down in Daily Down Mind? in Daily Mind. Midweek game or Monday night game. Can't remember. But there was three instances. Or, sorry, three instances. There was two or three minutes added on. On top of six minutes. And Bose scored in that time. An equaliser. That shouldn't have happened. Right. There's been many instances throughout this season where he's been a referee involving our games involving us. And it's just been controversial decision on top of controversial decision on top of controversial decision. The man fucking hates us. No. And I, I, you could be fucking listening and saying, no, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're fucking mad. Well, this, this, is, this is where I come in. Watch it back. Devil's advocate. So, if I can see that, if 3,999 other Derry City fans can see that, surely the referee's assessor can see that. Sees that performance. Sees that some of these fucking decisions are ridiculous. And it's not just fucking accidentally giving a throw in the other way or giving a corner when it should have been a goal kicker or vice versa. It's given match-changing, game-changing, outcome-changing decisions. Was we're not we're not bringing into question the Ronan Boy thing. That's that's never in, in doubt. That's red card all day. They had four yellow cards in the first half. One brought off, and another man gets yellow card in the second half. Back up to four. They're fucking, as you say, very physical, very aggressive, throwing in tackles here and there. You know, there's fouls being given out. Where's the second yellow card? The foul on Cian Kavanagh for the penalty, their goalkeeper, who made the fucking foul, came out after the game and said, it's a foul, you should have had a penalty, I'm sorry. Oh. What in the absolute fuck is wrong with our referees? We have, we've talked about referees before, they're awful. There's no defending them, they're awful, but... What I will say... Like, don't get me wrong, there's, there's referees that have bad games for both teams, and that you can fucking accept. But it seems as if there's, it's a one-fucking-sided thing here. It's a one-sided coin. This, this is where my point comes in. So I, I, I love a conspiracy, right? So I believe. So I do think there's a curse. I don't... I, I do believe there's... A, you don't get much up north sort of thing. Um, well, we don't get penalties. We don't get yellow I, and red card decisions. But I... I I take us to this week as an example. So we watched Friday night Oidi Saigo, Rob Harvey referee in there. And then last night as we record this would have been Tuesday uh, Monday night. Um la- last night you show me it's two 0 in the Manchester United game. I know you couldn't right. care of it. No. It's like football. Last night's uh, St. Pat's were at home. No, not the St. Pat's game. Bows and Shells was the game. 
that Rob Harvey was refereeing. Yep. And I would love to say he, he clearly is biased against Derry City Football Club and does all this against Derry City Football Club, but I feel like he had an equally bad game in bows and shells. There was there was one particular moment which was crazy. He stopped play, come over to the bows bench, and they told them something was going on in the stand. A medical emergency. Two medics ran across the pitch. No, I think that's why he stopped play, so that yeah. they could run across the field to play to get there quicker. We, we've seen it happen an awful lot in recent years. You see where medical emergencies now. happen in, like, say, Championship League 1, And if League you want to go down the conspiracy the route, check his vaccination history. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here we go. You see it happening in Scotland. You see it happening in Wales, up north, even in the League of Ireland. It hasn't been happening an awful lot, thank Christ, touch wood, in the League of Ireland. But when there's a medical emergency, everything fucking stops. Well, that, that, that was the point. Um, he, d- he stopped. Tell me, Mark. But he... What happened thereafter? He, he played a drop ball about 30 seconds later. Yeah. Played on. I think some Bose fans were booing the fact that... He played on. He, he played on. Um, now, that in itself... I, I'd say the man just wanted to get the game over and go home. It's a weird one. Like He's just a bad but referee. That in itself, that's not bad refereeing. That's beyond bad refereeing. You know what I mean? That's not just that's not just calling him as a referee. And the, the question that's calling him as a person, and the question where's the empathy? Where's the thought for human life there? Has it is it a case that it's never happened in the game that he's refing, so he doesn't know what to do? Is it a case where no, you can't play that card. Both benches are shouting at him, "No, play on!" You, you can't play that card because he will have had intensive training on this in order to become a referee. Not only that, there's been instances of it across every league, more or less on the planet, but every league in Europe, when there's been a medical emergency or an emergency in the crowd, the game stops. Aye, fair enough, right? Fair enough. I don't want to get hung up on that one incident, but that was just an example of where he was questionable. Um, So that was that but he had a per game and the other game that I was watching at the same time kind of watching them both uh, multi-screening because I've got a sad existence on a Monday night mm. um, was Bo- um, St. Pat's and Drogheda and it, it was your man Scottish fella David Dunn who was equally as bad Yeah. Um, did you see the penalty non-penalty I was a Chrissy Forrester Chris Forrester ah. yeah ah. and he gave him a yellow card for diving for diving ah. fuck me like, I had read in the group chat, I wasn't watching the match, uh, it was actually at the cinema last night, uh, but I read in the group chat after the cinema, Chris Forrester booked for diving, and I thought, ha, wanker, fucking delighted for him. Then I looked back, <laughs> I watched the fucking incident, and was like, ha, wanker. Um, but no, that's that's a stonewall fucking penalty, like, the referee's there, he can see it. So I think, I I think, on Rob Harvey, in the tunnel before we go out, he picks a team. And says you're going to win this <laughs> game. It feels that way, and every time that we're involved in a match that he's refing, he never picks us. 
No, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe supports a certain team from Dublin, around the Tal area. Um, now, before we move on to predictions, because we will move on to predictions, then we're going to talk about the other goings on in the league, um, because we alluded to it, uh, UCD Scum actually done something. Um, I think I actually said last week on the podcast, UCD will do something this week, but we'll still lose 1-0 to Saigo. Um I don't think that's the reason we lost 1-0 to Saigo, but if I could go back and change it, I would. Um, after so the you're game, looking to go back and... and <clears throat> I'm looking for a your time machine now. Oh. Uh, after the game, some of the fans, Derry City fans, were unhappy, claimed that the performance wasn't up to scratch, uh, the effort wasn't there. We didn't look like a team that were trying to chase any sort of titles. Yeah. As the first time, oh, probably since Ray Higgins took over, that I heard that yeah. in, in any form leveled at the fans. Now, I think it's a bit of frustration at the 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 result elsewhere. Uh, yeah. Rovers lost. No, 100%. If Shamrock um, Rovers won and we lost. Yeah, it's, it's take your oil time. I, I don't think there would have been a, such a strong reaction, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because it was um it was more than what we would usually hear if if we had a bad result the hyperbole was out in force on friday night and on saturday as well a lot of people were understandably quite upset like at the end of the day um and i know rory higgins played for us for a long time but Derry city fans Derry city fans were there before him before him as a player, before him as a manager, and will remain. Even through the bad times, you'll still get a handful of them fucking remaining because, as it stands, uh, all the good time gang are out in force. Um, record right. numbers going to Brandy and so on. I don't. Um, I, I have no idea where you're going here. I don't think that <laughs> it's as bad as everybody who's shouting for him to be fucking sacked, and there were people shouting for him to be sacked. I don't think it's as bad as they make it out. And what you need to do there is take a very... I don't know, I'm going back on my time machine here. Take a very quick look back at Kenny Shields' tenure. Because, fuck me. Before that, we had, what, Roddy Collins, Pizza. We had some bad, bad fucking times in recent years. And this is the highest up the table we've finished, I think, since 2006. We've had about... I'm going to say we've had about seven good seasons out of the last 20. Um, one of those was one in the first division. I would say we've had ten in the last twenty six. Potentially, potentially, but anyone, uh, anyone even considering that Higgins isn't the right man, give your head a wobble. Aye, wise up. Give your head a serious fucking wobble. Um, predictions, Baz. We're good at predictions. We'll talk about the big one on Friday see, night. See, just before we do, Mark. Yeah, and I, I want to make this point. Um, as I was saying, sister's daughter, my niece, plays for the, the same Gaelic team as um, Mark Conley's wee girl and, and Rory's wee girl. Gone stop, and this is an appeal to Derry City fans, gone stop bitching and moaning at the man in public when he's out with his family, when he's just out enjoying himself outside of Derry City. The man needs a life the same way fucking you do. Just leave him alone. 
All right, it, he feels it just as fucking much as we do. The man played for us for a long time, does support us. He's from Lavavari. He's a local lad. Give it a rest. No, I I think it would you'd be mad to approach a professional manager and tell them how to do the oh, job. Th- when <laughs> when when your football and CV might not be, uh, you know. Do you not know that every kind. fucking every Derry City fans Pep Guardiola in disguise? But uh, w- what what I do think is. Be a manager. He he seems like really proud to be manager of the club. So of course he is. I think he's out and about. He'll say hello to you if you're wearing a Derry City top. He does. Um, but I, I I I just find it funny that anyone would try and tell him how to do his job. I, we, I, I, we're I've not on here yeah. trying to tell him how to do his job. We're on here giving our opinion on yeah. his job, which is a wee bit harsh <laughs> sometimes. But um, I've had fairly limited interaction with Rory. Um, I would know his brother from because he's been avoiding you like the plague. Uh, understandably, understandably. Uh, but I have a very limited, even when he was a player, very limited re- uh, interaction with Rory. Um, I know his brother because his brother used to watch me on uh, Facebook Live during lockdown when I was playing tunes from the house. Right, I thought you had a relax. Hey, 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 Jesus. Let's not go back. I know the uh, Phoenix the Adidas mustache Felix, was Felix getting the type for a second. <laughs> hey, that was you. Got plasters uh, radio. <laughs> <laughs> like a painter's overalls. But anyway, right. I went out, I went out to the airport that night for an OZ. See if there was anything I could bring back to the podcast. Uh like a Bowen seven three seven or something. Well, <laughs> ideally that would have been the the, the idea, like, but no. Um I went out to for an OZ see if there was anything I could love for the podcast, speak to anybody, but whatever. Uh at the end, I was chatting away to his brother. At the end of the evening, I suppose, um, when all, all the players and everybody... When they put home. the lights on and said, right, the music's over, he's going to fuck right off. Right fuck guy. And this was at the airport too. Uh, and I was sort of chatting away to him and his, his lovely wife, lovely, lovely people, really comes over. And he was like, I was chatting to your man. I said, You've told fuck? this story... How the fuck do you know who I am? on the podcast. Oh, but, like, how do you know who I am? I'm nobody. This is a... But th- this is what he does, and it's it reminds me of a great man who may or may not have been on the spectrum at a certain point in his life that managed us to greatness, almost to a similar level that Jim McLaughlin did. He remembers everything. Are you talking about Stephen Kenny? I am indeed. Um, Rory remembers everything, and he remembers a everybody. And compliment to Stephen Kenny there. <laughs> um, and he's a sound, sound man, a civil man, even though he's from Lomavari, and he talks funny. He's there on. Go uh, not be a dick and just fucking leave your opinions and your fucking tactical masterclasses to yourself because if you had that much of a tactical masterclass, surely you'd be standing on a fucking dugout somewhere and, and instead of your Wayne's under fives fucking team that are getting bit eight nil already. Shut the fuck up. Just on that, I'll, I'll, gi- over. I'll give you a, a, a humorous story on the uh, on the Rory Higgins front. Oh. So uh, we were on the the flight to Riga pushed as you beat. <laughs> was this, hang on, which trip to Riga was this? Second time. Right, okay. The most recent one. Th- there's been a couple of times when you've been on a flight to Riga pushed. When, 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 when Rui was manager, the most recent one. Uh, of course, he comes on, sees all the lads, you know, says hello, because they're sitting up the back now. It's a bit embarrassing. They have to walk through all us half yeah. cut. By um, the way, I think you need to add on the context that this was actually your stag do as well. Uh, so I, I was on my stag and he stopped. And he was like, whose stag is it? So, uh, obviously mine. And then he went something like, oh, don't do it. Or, you know, it's just made a bit of a joke. Don't do it. Yeah, or something. Yeah. 
But I invited him to the wedding, then of course at that <laughs> stage, because I'm I'm blocked out of my fucking head. Like, what of else course, it's, it's bad enough that you give a, a toast to a certain um, player and then fucking. But I just happy anniversary of the the toasty Michael Duffy, by ju- the way. Just a point where he um he stopped to say hello, even though we were clearly intoxicated. Yeah, um, was quite funny. And then someone said that me and Rory Higgins were trying to have a bore off because of how boring their voices are. Yeah, well, many people have said to me that they fall asleep listening to this game till when you're on. I'm, I'm never fucking it off there. now. I'm just putting it out there. No matter how hard I try. But anyway, this is an open invitation for yeah, Rory Higgins. To come on to fucking replace you. Or? For Rory Higgins to come on the show, we'll have a, a good old natter about football. And I'll um, try and under try the my predictions, best to, to keep please, awake. I, I may need a bag of speed. We, we are filling time for no reason here because we've got still quite a bit to get through. Have you got Instagrammable predictions? Instagrammable ones? Uh, I do somewhere. I do hear it, yeah. So, there are actually quite a few of them this week. Anyone get it right? Uh, No. No. Uh, Keith McKellen, 3-1. O'Reilly, Duffy, McMullen, finally. And Willie Yates for Slago. Spelt S-L-A-G-O. Who the fuck's Willie Yates? Does he mean Willie Fitzgerald? Willie Yates? Not sure. Is there oh, a, like, the William, famous poet? William or? Butler Yates, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's spelled very wrong. Right. Ha <laughs> uh, Happy 30th birthday to you, Keith. Uh, Owen Colhoun. Is he only 30? Yeah, I'm surprised to you. I thought he was 10. Uh, Owen, Owen Colhoun, 1-0 Duffy. Uh, Matt McCallion, or McCallion Matt. 2-0, comfortable one for Derry. Mullen and Duffy to be on the score sheet. Thanks for that. Uh, Dickie Gillespie, 2-0 Mullen and Duffs. Orner Harley, 2-0 Patchen and McMullen. OB Cards. Not sure who or what that is, but I'll have a wee look after. Uh, 3-0 Derry, no scores. Um, Donzo 88, Keith Nakyari. 3-0 Duffy, Patchen and, Mc- and Mullen. Sorry, not McMullen. Uh, Mark Avergy, 2-0 Derry City. Will Patchen, Mickey Duffy. Jamie Dunleavy, 2-0 McJanet and Duffy. Ronan McGinley, 0-2. Mullen Duffy, I know that's uh, a, a preferred way of doing things for you, Mark. Uh, Warren Lynch, 2 0 Derry, Mullen Duffy, spelled Mullen correctly. Everybody else didn't. Uh, John Ferry, 2 1 Derry, Patching and Big Shane. Would have been difficult uh, with him suspended. Uh, Shane McCartney, 2 uh, 0 Derry, Duffy and Brandon Kavanagh. Thanks to everybody that predicted. And unlucky if you got it wrong, which was everyone. Uh, same on Facebook. We had Stephen Quigley, 3-1 Derry, Patchen, Duffy and Mullen with an A. Uh, Aaron Gillespie, 2-0 Duffy and Diallo. Roy Devines, I believe, was after the game, so I'll come back to that. Mark McSherry, 1-2 Patchen and McMullen. Uh, Dara Crossan, 4-0. Doesn't say who to or any goal scorers. Uh, Paddy Anderson, 3-0 Patchen, Ben and Duffy. Anthony McDermott, 0-2. No scorers. Danny McCashin, 1-1, Duffy. Uh, Marty Gillespie, always tight one at showgrounds, 2-1, City, Patchen with both. Uh, Dan, Junior McBean, 2-1. Tommy Stewart, time for us to win down there, 2-0, Patchen, Duffy. Hang on, what, what? Dan what? Junior McBean. Junior McBean. Uh, J.R. McBean. As a Mr. Bean, but with the Mac. Or baked beans? Or baked beans without the S and with the Mac. Oh, um, 
that's final uh, that, one. That, like, that's that's an unusual uh, surname, and if it is, fair play to you. But um, you, you stopped me before. right before I got to the final one as well, too. Sorry, um, sorry, so sorry. Final one. Did I interrupt you just before the final one? Right before the final one, you interrupted me. You're going to interrupt me again, one? of course. You're. Yeah, there you are. Uh, Ryan or Ryan O'Dara. Uh, and this is the final one, yeah. Yep, three 0 Derry, Duffy McMullen, and Mullen with an I, lad. Mullen, um, as in Mullen Paul Mullen, that plays for Wrexham. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and then Roy Devine that we were coming back to. So it wasn't the final one then. No, it was final prediction because this isn't a prediction. This is post diction. I don't know. Um, All right then. Roy Devine come back with what a terrible result for DCFC. This is the guy that gave the full titles last week to Derry City Football Club and Charlton Rovers Football Club, which I enjoyed. Ah, right, okay. What a terrible result for DCFC, beaten one to nil, and guess what? Shamrock Rovers had held to a nil nil draw away to UCD. Chance for Premier League title now out the window. Roll on the twenty twenty four season. Red and White Army. Are you sure this isn't you? I enjoy Roy Devine's. Uh, comments like uh, i must say and I, I i assume this is an alder ego of yours mark <laughs> it could be that'd be me he, uh, no i don't want to offend the man here at all but i'm probably going to offend them that'll be me in a few years time he looks a bit older than me let me see he's about 10 years younger <laughs> uh ob cards by the way just to go back to it is like a card collector and trader what of what cards? What kind of cards? Well, he's got a, a Jamie Vardy, uh, a signed Bright Erling Haaland. Uh, what do you mean cards? Like what? Like card? Panini cards. Football oh, cards. stickers. No, no, not stickers. Cards. There's a, another Jamie Vardy you one. Mean, like, and a, a Mewtwo Pokemon one. Like very clever. No, no Those not cards. Greek cards. Not Greek cards. Uh, as I say, I've like never heard of a football cards. card. What? I, I've heard of stickers. What? What cards do you collect? Football cards? They're like, aye, Panini fucking... It's the same thing, but in card form, not sticker form. So what's the point in collecting them? Do they have them as collectibles. So you don't fill up a book and... No, well, you do. You fill up a, one of those clear poly pocket books with all the slots in it. It's a thing. That sounds fucking ridiculous. Oh, my Christ. Anyway. Uh, have you heard of the, the American-style baseball cards? Well, now it makes a bit more sense when you say There it like you that. go. There you go. But going back through the years, Mark, cards were there before stickers were. Like if you went and got a packet of 20 wood So mines. these football so cards were always shop, a thing. If you went on the shop and asked for 20 wood mines, you would get a picture of a footballer or something in your packet of fags. Would on you? A, on a card, yes. They should bring that back. More people will start smoking they bring <laughs> that back. I've I think they did that, but without the fags. If you watch... And that is what these cards are. Aye, but what's the fun in that? If you watch the news... Because then you don't have a criminal always, addiction that would end up giving you cancer? That they're always banging on just, about just how thinking there, smoking's on the decline. Well, <laughs> no wonder you've put ugly green packaging on it and you've taken out the football cards. It's not green, it's grey. The packaging on fags now is yeah, grey? It's like brown and grey. I thought it was green. I thought it was like a dark green. Are you colourblind? I could be. What, what, what colour is that? What colour is that? Aye, it's like grey. Right, that looks like. See, it, I, I give what I'm pointing at is a wall that looks yes, green. It's it's a wooden paneling, but in the light that we currently have, it looks like it's got a green tinge to it. Whereas if you look at that one behind you, 
that hasn't got a green tinge to it. That's green. just grey. Right. So we've discovered. This is like your green smoke against fucking Shamrock Rovers all over again. Well, maybe grey smoke now. It was white. We've discovered him uh, colorblind on the podcast. Well done. Um, <laughs> You'll never be a commercial flight. We've uh, got then. some poetry. Oh. No. Off the back of the last a poem, good poem against UCD and a very, very heartfelt, emotional. The poem. last poem, I, I, I went back and read it again after because I enjoyed it that much. It was a great poem. I, I read them all back, but did you have a wee, a wee emotional moment to yourself? Uh, more so at the league being over. I I thought simply because of what lies in a few weeks' time for yourself that this would be becoming a bit more poignant. No, it will do eventually. When when I get the book published, then maybe. Where the fuck is that accent from that you just come out with there now? Why? What was it? It was kind of like a mix of English and not very good. Don't it was like. It. You know who Charlie Lawson is? No. Jim. Right, we, we Jim McDonald sort of, but it's the way he speaks. Right, right. Normal. We're mad Zoe there. Um, poetry. But your your accent was hideous then, Mark. Strap yourself in. This is back to Adrian Kerr's, uh short enough. Or sh- strap yourself on if you're thinking about Felix Haley's mustache. Not again. Uh, Danny, the champion of the world. By Adrian Kerr, age 42. I wonder who this could be about. And he sent this in 7.48 on Friday. <gasps> Late. Sacre bleu. Say it isn't so. The match has just got started. I haven't done a rhyme. Work was far too busy. I had so little time. I'm thinking that either. young Mullen, who played once with Dundee, will reach his full potential and score a tidy 3. 3-0 to Derry, Mullen Hattrick. Short and but sweet. He um, fucking should have had a hat trick if you're listening to my hypercritical stuff. There we go. Uh, so that wraps up a very um, depressing, but also uh, w- w- time machine filled trip to Sligo. Yeah. Um, right. Around the rest of the league. Not so much around the rest of the league. One club in particular has hit the headlines. Again this week. Who? He's bald. He's scouse. For sure he robbed their house. It was Dave Rogers. So Dave left uh, our good old neighbours. Mutually consented. Well he left for personal reasons. Now I have a theory. The personal reason that he firmly believes that Harps are well and truly shite. I have a, a, a strong belief that the personal reasons are He's not cut out for management and Harps aren't cut out for football. I, th- I would debate that. he done fairly well with the Liverpool Academy team that he had. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I know he was, uh, I think he was in India at one stage. He was. but He was in India managing, but he also brought his, his Liverpool Academy team to India. I think that's where he was bonged or what? tapped up. or Was there some sort of deal where... He was managing something in India for Liverpool. Is that what it was? Possibly. That might be it. So, like, uh, an academy in India, and then it's a pool talent for Liverpool. Um, Which, you know, has worked out well with the amount of um, Asian talent that is coming through 
Liverpool at the minute, all none of them from India. Yeah. Um, which is um no Asia. Dave right Dave Rogers. I mean, gobshite, doesn't he? Oh yes, yeah. A, a funny gobshite. He's a very, very funny guy. The, again, the one thing that sticks in my mind about Dave Rogers is that he was always up for a laugh. I think it was Drahada he signed for after Dundalk, or he had signed for Dundalk after Drahada, and he mooned. Flashed them, uh. He mooned the. Fa- no, he didn't flash them. Flashed the darts at them. He mooned them. He was. Give it the more cutesy comical term. Mark. Right, right. He goes the, the term, The term that. <laughs> mooned them. Showed them. The, the, the fly or the, the the term flash just makes me think of your man that was arrested in Foyle Street for flashing at a woman saying I have a wild dose of the horn on me. What? Yeah. Oh, have you not seen that article? No, you're right. It's age old, um, but hilarious. Um, I don't think flashing's hilarious. I wouldn't say like because they were giving him a bit of stick and he was laughing it off and they were sort of laughing it off and he then flashed them and everybody had a good laugh apart from the referee who then sent them off. I well apart from. It flashing people anyway it hasn't worked out all that well for David Harps has it Harps are only off the bottom of the first division because Kerry a brand new football yeah, it's, amateur it's football club has come into existence quite literally their first season in and were, senior football were they not training two two times a day sometimes at Finn Harps had they not brought this professionalism anyway they're quite, quite possibly but I think um, I think he would have been training like three players because the rest are all either at school or work. But it's, um, I mean, obviously it's great to see. Not so, not so long after they celebrated being ahead of Derry City four weeks into a season, yeah, that they are now at the foot of the first division. So long may continue around the rest of the league. I I I tweeted, sorry at the time, um, when it had happened, uh. Asking, was it Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, or just straight up glee? The feeling that uh, ensued after all this had come out, and we did get a tweet in return, but I think it's by a user who has either blocked me or blocked Skint Hill, so I can't. Both wise see, decisions. I can't actually see what it says, and now the tweet's been deleted. Right. Well, we'll move into. Actual football for uh, away from the first division into the Premier. Um, on Friday night, whilst we lost to Sligo, nobody could capitalise. No. So, Pats couldn't do it. Pat, well, Pats on the Friday night, Pats won three one. Yeah, but they had a game in hand. Yeah, um, which we'll, well we will get to. Well, and really shagged that one. Didn't um, it? So Rovers drew nil nil. Twenty shots, four on target. Eighty-seven uh, percent possession, crazy stats. Drogba. Will this be the worst team? This to is what have I was league? thinking. This is what I was thinking. What? Because so even the points tally is not that, that great. This is whoever wins it. Will it be the worst? Now you've just unplugged something and a noise has stopped, and I don't know no, if there's I, a correlation. I, I just um, flicked up the wee catches for the. The laptop plug. So if you look, if you look at the league this season compared to last season, the points total is crazy. So, Champ uh, Rovers finished with seventy nine points last season. Yeah, I think the maximum they can get this season, that's by winning the rest of their games, is 
three or, or four points less than that. Right. Right. And that's the maximum. I don't think they're going to win all their games. So it, it is a decline? It's a decline. Derry City are on 54 points so far this season. Last season we uh, we got the 66 points in total. Uh, us and Dundalk both on 66 last season. That's right. Um, can we get we can get 69 three three points more than last season if we uh, if we win all our remaining games will this be the lowest points tally no they've won the league uh, not unless everyone loses every game which is impossible um lowest oh, but even even 76 would that be the lowest no no i don't think so well you have the covid season right Ah, uh, that doesn't count. Does it? Well, it counts if you shout rovers because they called three. Nah, they would fucking try and count anything. I'm fucking rat bastards. The last time the tally was so low was 2017 was 76 points. Um, before that, you're looking at way back in like 2012 or something like that, if I, if I remember correctly. This is an interesting part of the episode where Mark looks back through stats. 61, 2012, I was right. 61 points. Uh, Sligo won it. Um, that was under Barraclough, wasn't it? Must have been now. So, I, nobody could take advantage on Friday night. Main people being ourselves. And then there's a couple of games in hand on Monday night last night. Pats against Drogheda. Lost 2-1. Went 1-0 down. Jake Mulraney, well, when 1-0 down, go back to one each. Jake Mulraney, who came on at half-time, managed to pick up two yellow cards and get sent off. And What a superstar. I'm so glad he, sa- he signed for uh, us. I know. An absolute superstar that he is. And, and Drogheda went on and, and got the win. And some of the defending there was absolutely shocking as well. Um, and Bowes and Shells played out a draw. Dundalk, Hammer, Cork, 5-0. Um, Shells draws... Is something I can see happen. So I shells play bow. Uh, shells play Shamrock Rovers this Friday night. So what you're saying is, Shelburne could give us a bit of hope that we will then crush ourselves. So what? What's the gap? Five points. Mm-hmm. Right. This Friday night, shells take a point off Rovers. Right, big dirty nil nil, but like the UCD game. I would be happy if they took all three points off them. Right, one or. One or three doesn't really matter to us. Or one or zero, I mean, four rovers. Yeah. So that's all we're interested in. It doesn't really matter whether Shells get all three or they just get one because it's not a massive difference. We go out and ping seven against UCD, which we've done before. Yeah. Um, At a full compliment. And that leaves us, I think, better goal difference and three points behind with four games left. But I, I honestly can't see... Rovers dropping enough points for us to be able to catch them. I think the the league will end with Champ Rovers on seventy points, having dropped in two games, and Derry City on sixty nine, with a greater goal difference. I think I don't think I know they have a tougher run on than us. Well, we've got UCD on Friday, barring the last game of the season at home to Pats, isn't it? We do have Pats. They have Pats as well, though. They have Pats. They have Drahara. They have Shells. 
and they had the easiest test on Friday past and fucked it up, which makes me think that their focus will change and it'll be narrow eyes or eyes narrowing on a league and they will fucking push for it, which is kind of depressing, but at the same time expected and we can't really, in fact, we can't blame anybody but ourselves because we had the opportunity to capitalise on multiple occasions and didn't. Now, I, I think... Up far so too many draws this season. We've dropped too many points here and there, silly points. I, I think at the end of the season, we'll, we'll probably be able to pinpoint the moments where the league was... If it goes down to one point, we'll be able to pinpoint the moments where the league was won or lost that that run that we went on where we weren't winning games that was the worst the worst easter since 1916 yeah back to back home defeats that was pretty bad um having a look at the fixtures is actually quite interesting uh the reason i say that is i'm pretty sure because of the fei cup mm-hmm. um one of the later rounds shamrock rovers play at home on a Friday night, the 20th of October, but then travel to Cork away on the Monday night, 23rd of October. Depending on how results go, I can't see that being that much of a blip. Uh, purely because I think Cork are more or less consigned to the playoff place. Aye, I think they're fucked now, and I've seen on twitter that the players were arguing with the fans at full time in oriel park after being spanked five five nil five five one, nil five mm-hmm. nil um how you can even begin to put up an argument with your own fans is beyond me um liam buckley's the uh the answer though wasn't he he's the savior well this <coughs> did we say this last last week or the week before buckley is there as a director of football so yeah technically it's quite easy for him just to remain as manager to the end of the season because he's like, well, I'm not the manager. I'm t- director of football. I'm going to be you know, in a different role. This isn't my role. So it's easy to keep that sort of thing. I, I think, think any that's club with a director of football are. is fucking doomed anyway. Um, what do you reckon Friday night? I reckon it should be an easy one. But this is Derry City and we do Derry City things. Um, still say it'll be a a four or five one though. I'm gonna go seven nil. I think all our frustrations. Will I think be you taken have to go out. seven nil after all your fucking slabbering about seven nil. All our frustrations will be taken out in UCD. UCD are forty five to one with the bookies, and currently have not broken the double figures mark on points. They're on eleven points. Are they on eleven? On I 11 thought they were on nine. They've scored 15 goals in 31 games. Christ almighty. Um, then again, we've had no player that scored 15 goals in 31 games. But if you look at who, where they've got points from, home to Shells, home to Bowes, home to Sligo, which they won, uh, away, or no, home, home to Cork, um, away to Cork they got one point, and then home to Rovers. Like one one away. That that's or one point away. Right. Uh, that that's a bit mad, like that they can pull off draws at home to Shells, Bows and Rovers. They are a bit of a bogey team. 
But they haven't been for us since 2007. Not since fucking Connor Salmon left. Who you debated wasn't playing at the time he was playing. I didn't think he was he, he was there that long ago. But, so I, I can go 7. 7-0. Seven I'll go 4 or 5. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on, just before we go. A lot of rumblings on Twitter and a lot of scraps shall we say, on Twitter, with a certain blogger or vlogger or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Vlogist. Uh, loser, I think it is, um, to give him the official title. Um, about how all Derry City fans are attacking him and he's innocent and he's done nothing. Con, just do yourselves a favour, Derry City fans, right? Con, not respond to him. Con, just ignore him because if you interact with him that interaction is exactly what he wants because it's it's more traffic to his profiles it's more traffic to his his, um social media outlets it's it's more traffic to his his vlog just stop we all know he's a wanker just just don't bother but the reason people like that are hanging about Derry city football club in the first place Mm -hmm. is because people are inviting them in and And why are they inviting them in because he's walking around with a camera and they're egotistical type of people are like oh come follow us we'll yeah. you know are we drinking this pub here come to this pub bring your camera show all the crack we have yeah it isn't for me personally i think no. just fuck off shove your camera up your hole don't bring it near a stadium it's certainly don't bring it under your pub and start shoving it in people's faces it's when they're trying to enjoy themselves it's a bit different when it's a genuine Derry city fan doing it like if you remember back a few years ago a great man and funny Cunningham would have done it it's fairly different because he's an actual Derry City fan and he's not online fucking criticising every wee fucking aspect of your club. But I, I always felt... He's not a blue one. I always felt we're, we're, when Funny Cunningham's v- filming, he's mm-hmm. filming something, something's going on and he's filming yeah. it. He's not vlogging or whatever it's called where and he's I, just He's not waiting for an opportunity to fucking... People like in their face going oh what do you think the game's going to be oh look here I am in this bar uh, look at me oh me 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 no none of that shite um, it's just not for me I just think just leave the cameras to the professionals who are in the stadium and who will be filming anyway leave it to them but that's personal choice he might think oh you know football without cameras is nothing uh, well football without him would be everything Um, so an appeal, folks, and by the way, if uh, you get an opportunity, go into the Tower Museum and see Vinny's archive, which is fucking amazing. There's actually a wee excerpt online of the 1989 homecoming, which is fantastic. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, go on, just do yourselves and do everybody and involve the club and, and supporting the club a favour and just ignore the cunt because if you respond to him it's giving him the attention that he craves uh and nobody wants that um and well he does well he's the only one um if he is listening and i highly doubt it because any mention of uh and we we haven't mentioned his name at all actually uh any mention of his his channels or his, his social media outlets um is exactly what he wants um on do yourself a favor not so much uh our fans 
and just avoid the brandy well don't fucking bother your arse traveling over the Coleraine mountains to us <coughs> fuck off stay at home and watch your pish fucking saturday afternoon football but on a fucking know. bog where teams are fucking bitten fuck over one another and it's pish pish poor standard there'll still be people inviting them oh, no there co- won't be c- come with us do not this a chance. do that not a chance um which is uh, there the bigger mugs there but that ship is well and truly sailed um, he's inviting himself on and I think um, if the club if the club wanted to they should do just bar him oh you'd love that I think that's the kind he of would love that's that that's an ego massage for he people would, like oh that. absolutely but you know but what I'm looking forward to is he not actually in breach of the rules and regulations of the ground bringing a camera in? I have no idea that's something to be looked at what, what I'm looking forward to is Pulse getting their wee cardboard thing out again to keep those UCD animals in their place. Both of them. And making sure the dress corded directly to their... The helicopter should be giving them an escort. <laughs> escort directly to their two-seater Ford car that they've come up in and sent ah, back no, down the road. They'll be coming up in the team bus. Um, th- what I'm genuinely looking forward to on Friday is seeing the UEFA respect flag adorning the uh, the railings in front of block A. Is that for... Um, the time they played in Europe. Because they got in through fair the play. fair play. Yeah. I Fuck mean, me. It's quite smart. It's what you'd expect from students. Quite smart. Anyway, I think... There's not much else to say. I there's think next, else to say. next week is going to be a very arduous episode. I mean, touch wood, we don't lose to UCD. We don't Look. draw points to UCD. But it's a UCD game and I... They're just boring. They are, but look, <laughs> it could be a throwback to the early days of Skintel and my time machine again, where the episodes lasted about 25 minutes. Who knows? Anyway. It's, uh, seven goals is a lot to get under 25 minutes. I've said it all. I've said it before in this episode too. Mark, congratulations on the anniversary of your speech uh, at your wedding. Um, laying praise on Michael Duffy for his goal against Bose. Aye. And it's been a year already. I'm 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 surprised. And get the tash back, Felix City. Felix, get the tash back. Break the curse. Get the tash out. So on and so forth. We'll be back next week with a full review of well, maybe not a full review. Uh but we'll be back with a review of the U C D game. Uh Mark's grimacing in the corner here. Uh and we will see you next week. Keep your predictions coming in, uh keep an eye out on our socials and if there's anything you want to discuss, fire us a message. Cheerio. See you later. Yeah.